Thank you all very much for joining me today. I'm Dobbin with Bull and Tunes. Could you introduce yourselves? I'm uh, I'm Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jack. Um, I'm a one of the two guitarists in Atotaso. We are a Derby and Nottingham-based mathy grungy band. I'm Chris, guitarist in Dinner Celestial Birds from Leeds, post-rock stuff. Uh, I'm Rory. I'm bassist in Wallowing, the kind of cosmic death sludge from outer space sick and big thanks to dinner celestial birds who got me the contacts to set up this uh, interview we wanted to discuss arctangent because that's an event that's just happened i think we all agree it was a really exciting lineup and not only that but you all got to play in your various bands let's kick off i think the first of you that were on the bill was dinner celestial birds on the thursday so i'm going to ask chris how did you feel when you got that booking in for arctangent we felt great. We were over the moon. Obviously, it's uh, it's a festival that we've been going to for a good number of years now in some capacity. And um, it's been a festival that since the inception of the band from when we first started playing, it was you know on the radar as kind of a, a bit of a life goal achievement if we managed to, uh, to make it there and play. So applying and being accepted to play was uh, very elating, really. It was a great feeling. And um, I think we were just going to play an all-day gig in London at 229 with Celestial Dedem uh, promotions. Uh, that day, well, or that week, I think that we found out and we found it incredibly hard to keep our mouths shut. I just wanted to tell everybody that, we, you know, I was so excited. So, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. <laughs> so you were playing on, oh, they all have such funny names. Uh, you got to go on the Bixler stage? Yeah, we were uh, opening up the Bixler stage at 11.35 on the Thursday. And I remember getting in there, and I so I was on the front, and I remember just sort of setting up, and then after like maybe five minutes of waiting, turning around, it was that tent was packed out, man. It was, <laughs> it was heaving. It was. We were a bit uh, not worried, but we were unsure exactly what kind of reception we would get um, coming there, because... Our first time playing at Arctangent, don't know how well known we are within uh, the community. Obviously, a few people had heard of us, of course, but uh, we arrived for the sound check at about half past nine. They got us up onto the stage, and of course, we're setting up to a completely empty tent and sort of wondering, I wonder how many people will come. You know, maybe there'll be a few people, that'd be lovely. We get all our stuff set up and walk off the stage, and uh, it rolls around to about half past 11, and we, okay, you've got to go on now, all right, it's, it's time. So we walk out of the uh, up the ramp into the tent and i think vince the drummer was the first one to come out and just oh, holy shit <laughs> there's a lot of people it was it was a nice surprise <laughs> the tent was was pretty much full i think people were coming out of the sides which was fantastic to see yeah did either of you two catch the din set well, i think i did i think i might have seen it from actually backstage for a little bit as well it was quite nice except a little bit slower I was on the same stage, so I could go backstage, yeah. Quite nice. Well, I couldn't really hear any of the synth stuff, which I guess as well as I wanted to. It sounds great up front. I've, I've since gone back and watched the live videos. And yeah, synth sounds huge up front. Yeah, mentioning that, we, we recorded the whole of our set from a bunch of different cameras and things. So a couple of weeks ago, I was sat here mixing it all, and we've started uploading. I think we've put the first of, of the few videos that we're going to put up onto YouTube today. Uh, and shared that so yeah yeah it, it did it did sound really good i remember my thought having seen you already to see you again was like wow did this band feel so heavy and obviously i was right at the front probably in front of the subs and you're you're, you're fairly heavy but there's a lot of heavy bands at arctangent so yeah you you did sound good even from the very front thanks yeah i mean i suppose a part of what we're trying to do is you know bring the big riffs and stuff like that but we're not we're not we're not trying to be particularly heavy or anything like that we also want moments of sort of calmness moments of elation but just to, to take people on a bit of a roller coaster but you know if we can get some heaviness in there then that's pretty good enough. <laughs> and tech wise obviously this is something bands tend to remember even the minor things that nobody notices out in the audience you're will just play completely on your mind but like did did everything technically work for you on stage? Yeah, more or less it did. I think we had a pretty clear run with it. We, Like I said, we recorded the whole set. Uh, and after we finished playing the first song, uh, during the intro to the second song, the guitarist Tom uh, realized that we'd forgot to press record on the uh, on the multi-track uh, in our rack. And, and I whispered it in my ear and I was like, ah, shit, and ran over. <laughs> so, 
we've we've got all the songs apart from the the first one that's fine <laughs> so you're just gonna have to pray for uh, an audience uh, bootleg or something yeah well we um we had a photographer i uh can't remember the name of him at the moment um but he was absolutely excellent who we've tagged in all of the pictures that we uploaded uh, onto instagram who fortunately recorded part video part audio uh, sorry part video with audio and then took pictures as well so the whole of the first song was recorded in full just with the camera mic so it, it exists just not quite the same clarity that you would get from the multi-track recording and i presume when you got off the stage like yeah, you must have because that was right at the start of the festival like okay yeah there was the wednesday but you then had the whole of the festival where you could just sort of bask in the glow of okay i was up on there that stage too and i know i saw you around we chatted several times like you it, you must have felt good having done that set right we did. I we were chatting with the guys afterwards at some point, and I think we all agreed that for a first time to go up in our position and being us, we quite like the fact that we were on pretty early. On well, not not the first day because obviously you have the Wednesday, but on you know really early in the festival because then you can kind of say, okay, wow, well, we did it, and um, let's just go have some fun now. So wallowing, you folks were also on the same stage but it was the following day i think but what was your experience of getting on on that stage it was quite similar to chris's to be honest. so we, we obviously set up and it's like fairly empty tent not people there you know and uh you're like going and setting up and then you turn around and suddenly it's quite full and you're like oh okay uh wasn't really expecting that and uh yeah like technically everything was pretty great like all the sound was really like on point and it sounded huge out front from everything I've like heard and seen, like bootlegs and things from people filming. Uh, yeah, like I had a minor little scare that my bass head broke, uh, so I just ended up using their like SDT that they had there. But otherwise, like you know, I've used one of them before. Still have my pedal board. It's everything grand. A great time. Thick. It was very very cool. I've been waiting to see you for ages uh, because I got your. I got the recent record through the Church Road subscription. Oh, nice. I wasn't able to review it. I didn't have time for the site. And it's one of the records this year that I wasn't able to review that I'm kicking myself because it's just so cool. Um, there's such there's a nasty sludge. Um, I, it, it's actually really hard to define your band, I think. Cause it, yeah, there's, there's so just, much going on. And yeah, yeah, it, I forget it. But thanks, well, that's, that's really appreciated. Has that noise table been upgraded as well, at least aesthetically? I mean, it's, it's a constant, like, cyclical thing of every now and again, or go back to, you know, the workshop and come out with new little bits and bobs and dingle dangles. Like, you know, some of the stuff that's on there, it's like the, the big front panel, I think, has got like contact marks and stuff in it that are like primed to be added to the rig and things like that. So it's a constant work in progress. Sweet. Yeah, but underneath all of that, like, noise table weirdness, the sci-fi vocal stuff, like, you actually do have sick riffs as well. Like, you really go hard. Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, like, especially, I think, was the last track you played, Earth Reaper? I think yes, yes. We, we yeah. played uh, four tracks. We did uh, Frost Gene off of Planet Lost. We opened with, then we did Flesh, Flesh and Steel, and then finished with Earth Reaper. Nice, yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, turns towards the end of that song that really, mm. like... It's, that's the thing, it's all in kind of like movements, you know, like like what you were saying, Chris, there's like different ebbs and flows and vibes and it's like you kind of ramp it up and you bring it back and you know, it's, it's dynamic yeah. in that way. And, and I think that makes like the heavy riffs heavier, like when you've got like a nice soft bit and then come in all buzz blazing and it's just like, geez. But yeah, but it was incredibly fun. Did anybody else catch that set? I didn't, unfortunately. I'm not quite sure what I was doing at that time. I'm looking at the Clash Finder. I know basically everybody else in Din caught it apart from me, which I've got it for. Fantastic. No, I might have been being dull. I might have been somewhere else. I'm so sorry. It was a really stacked lineup. Like it, I found it seriously hard to just have energy. Mm. Like a, a, a massive crime I, I did was that I didn't see And So Watch You From Afar. Literally one of my favorite bands. Um, because I needed to have a lie down, and I knew if I went in that tent, I'd have been popping off, acting unwise. So mm, it happens. Yeah, yeah. it was a difficult, uh, difficult lineup this year. I wasn't absolutely agree, and there were a few times when I had to miss bands that I was 
really looking forward to and when i was putting little circles around my clash finder on my phone and the screenshot that i got of it i was like oh yeah there's no way i'm missing these guys it's, i ended up in the van having a nap or something like <laughs> you know what you're saying yeah i, I definitely missed a couple of bands because i i literally passed out in a chair and just everyone because <laughs> i obviously needed that it was like just turned off for like a couple of hours i think i missed hello and then mm. yeah which i'm gutted about yeah they're, they're really sick um, yeah they I, apparently they smashed it as well so i'm like they were good yeah sweet so i told you so were on the friday i think no was that the first no we're on the thursday my bad my bad um and i was just uh, just before we started i was apologizing for having missed it's actually the second time I've missed a total so because you folks also played Portals Fest in London. There was also a clash, and I was not able to see you. So that is basically I'm I'm really bad at my job, clearly. Um, but, but anyway, how did your set go? Uh, the, the set went great. Um, it was a lot of fun. I can echo what everyone said about the festival just sort of ran nice and smooth. Really, um, it's the first festival of this size I've ever played. And it was just it was just really really good we we um i'm not sure how familiar you are with our setup right now but we've got a lot of sort of guest vocalists joining us on on pretty much every song so we were very worried about there being some hiccup along the way with getting the right person on the right stage at the right time uh where we're gonna have to drag them out of the crowd but everything worked out quite beautifully everyone got backstage um and it was over before we knew it really um as good yeah, things as good things go you look at the list of bands uh like there are several that were at arctangent and very much like you'd hope that the ones that weren't would still attend anyway because they like that kind of that kind of music like did i see the god alone folks yeah around? They were there, um right? it was only jake um only there um one of their guitarists but um yeah we, we were so lucky to have everyone there honestly it's, it's already like a real mates fest but to have um to have so many of the original guest vocalists as well so so in normal shows we'll have um anyone who wants to come up and have a crack at the vocals uh call ourselves a karaoke band at the moment um but we, math rock. yeah you know the, the one genre with no vocals but no we had a lot of the originals there honestly um it was fantastic. The fact that we had Ashley Tubb of Sugar Horse, um, like I said, Jake from um, God Alone. We had Ash. Uh, she's in um, Sang Freud. Um, Scrollbait Kieran. Um, he is from We Come in Pieces. Um, and we also had our mate Jethro doing um, Spicy Nights, which is a lot of words for one person to remember. Oh, and Ellie. Ellie from. Um, oh i don't forget the name of the band now no violet that's the band no right. violet correct well you're you're a new member so and you were on the smallest stage but mm -hmm. it actually really was not a small stage was it oh no it's terrifying yeah um <laughs> so i just put out i loved what they've done with this stage this year it was so much better than any other year i agree last year it was mixed with the merch tent wasn't it yeah, it's it had a like funny a, vibe, but this this year it was like a full-on proper stage. I saw so much good music in there. Mm, it was a good one. When you look down, who was on it? It's it's. I feel like the lovely smaller bands of Arctangent hit that stage. Um, most of the time, that's kind of what I'm going for. Some of the bigger names don't really tickle me the right way sometimes. So it's um it's a very relatable stage, I think. Yeah, I certainly so. enjoyed some of the smaller stages this year, like uh, seeing like you said, Hidden Mothers and Helpless on those small mm -hmm. stages were absolutely great Fortunately, i don't think i caught your set either because i think i was doing press stuff after our set so eight into most of my thursday day yeah um i i'm disappointed in myself because i'd love to say that i'm there looking for the little bands but it was just so stacked for me that especially later on like i couldn't i couldn't see anybody except the the the, the biggest hitters um so the only band i saw on the small stage was fake your death they Ooh, were very cool they got how good yeah yeah uh really awesome vibe i'd love to see them get like a support slot for something like vakovi or something like kind of pop fun i feel like i should i should actually have seen them in like a smaller grotty room with like neon lights or something but it was like 3 p.m but that didn't stop people having a mosh yeah awesome so was anybody else there for the wednesday as well with the uh just the fixer stage was running for that yeah i was there for that yeah. So I had great fun. Uh, I'm I'm big fans of People Slicer. Um, but it's for me that's really obligatory 
because I was in their music videos, so it's like I'm contractually obliged <laughs> to throw down them. But basically, every band that I saw was was really cool. So, what were your highlights on the Wednesday? I rocked up not not late, but um, I only heard O Drives from my tent from putting up my tent. Uh, I've seen them many a time. They're wonderful guys. Um, it's really funny that o Drives were also the first band at Portals this year. Like they've been. They've been oh, they were. Yeah. They hit so hard. I mean, I'm pretty sure they had the Wednesday slot this year because last year they played, I'd say, a normal timed set for the the whole festival, I suppose. But no, they, they were fantastic. Uh, By Curious, another big favorite for myself. And Scalping blew me away, honestly, towards the end of the night. Um, only knew a little bit going in, and the live set was was phenomenal, really. Although they're now called Scalar. That, happened, that got announced today. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I was pretty much like me setting up my tent, so I think I just about got to the stage uh, for the end of Pupil Slice, and then I pretty much just stayed there for the end. And yeah, the scalping or scaler was pretty wild. It's like I'm not particularly into it like electronic stuff. And like about halfway through, I was like looking, I was quite far back, and uh, I was like, oh, there's actually people playing like some guitars and stuff there, and I was like trying to pick out what they were doing. And then it really kind of took on a bit of a deeper meaning for me. I was like, oh, this is actually really great. Right. And the visuals are fantastic as well. It's like some sort of like tool video in <laughs> in this decade that they had going on in the background. And I'd love to see a gear rundown, like when they were doing things like slowly increasing the tempo. Mm. It's like, how are you doing that? <laughs> how? Uh, there's ways, but like you're clearly all doing it so naturally. So... Yeah, they were they were very cool. It was great. I just um I've just been to Forwards Festival in Bristol uh, over the weekend, and I caught them playing that as well. Um, and it was really cool to see them not in a really dark tent. I think the atmosphere of a dark tent is better, obviously, for the light show. But um, it was really cool to see the gear side of things, see exactly what they were doing. You see the guy with a a seven string guitar and a and a dance band. You kind of wonder what he's doing, but um, it was nice to see exactly what was happening um and uh, yeah and they they smashed it again honestly uh for myself i can't speak for the other guys in Din, but uh we we came down which we're around in leeds we came down from the wednesday i think i left at about 10 in the morning or something but we had to go through bristol pick up a van and everything like that so by the time that we actually got to the festival itself uh like you guys as well we just caught the end of pupil slicer and went on from there um, I was a bit gutted, to be honest, to have missed the Five the Hierophant and By Curious, two bands that I was looking forward to, but realistically, there was no chance that we were going to see them. Um, but I, I particularly enjoyed Conjurer. I, I had to jack, um, to just kind of give up at that point <laughs> because I, I needed some sleep after a particularly long day, especially with getting up to play the next uh, the next morning. But Conjurer just blew me away really it's it's not the first time that i've seen them but every time they're really really fun yeah conjurer are kind of on every heavy festival right now and, and touring a lot so I've, I've that's the second time i've seen them this year um uh yeah uh, i don't really know what it is about them like genre wise they're just so hard to place one of those <laughs> bands is kind of like not really following any rules um but yeah just really good and by curious as well uh so much fun uh yes i only caught half of them because i was setting up my tent and i probably should have rested um but i did have lots of lovely chats with the drummer of by curious who was knocking around and he's as lovely as they seem on on stage that kind of like they're just sort of ready to just leave a, a the happiest loop you've ever heard going and then just like wave at people and everybody disagrees like this is sick so yeah um, 10 out of 10 live band uh to be cool so okay so thursday uh, a few of you were playing so it probably went in a bit of a different day but we did have a lot of like a lot of it was quite a heavy day actually especially with converge as the headliner and that was the first time i've seen converge so yeah what was what were your thursday highlights thursday for me uh obviously playing early on we had a big gap of time where there were bands that i wanted to see that we didn't get a chance to see uh which i was you know it was disappointing but um it was worth it let's say it was it was a shame to have to miss out on mountain caller it was a shame to miss swallowing as well but having to, to cut all of our stuff back get it all sorted out and then you know do all of the stuff afterwards uh just 
it meant that we didn't actually see anything until cave in or i didn't i know a few of the guys rushed straight back in as soon as possible yeah cave in were good fun i think the band that i particularly enjoyed seeing was russian circles because they're just an arts engine stable they're one of my favorite bands you know if they're playing anywhere near me i've just got to go it's it's that easy <laughs> i really enjoyed russian circles as well um i was quite good about my hour clash with brutus uh, that was a really tough one. That was the hardest one of the whole weekend if I was playing with Brutus on another stage. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, it was it was heart-wrenching, honestly. But mm. I was still surprised at the amount of people that showed up for us. So I'm, I'm really pleased with that. Um, and, and I've seen them before, and I'll see them again. You know, it's the way it goes. They'll be playing another arc tangent. It's, it's how it goes. Mount Yonder earlier in the day were really, really good. Um, I was actually lending a pedal to their bassist because theirs was crapping out um and it sounded huge when they were playing so that was fantastic i'm really glad their set went well and it sounded as good as it did although i'm a little disappointed with my choice to go see chat pile i loved their new record i think it was amazing but i didn't i didn't have a good vibe there um i can't don't know what exactly what it was maybe it was because i knew i was missing the guru guru but um it didn't click for me which is a real shame you know i kind of i actually kind of low-key agree like most bands, they had like a little intro tape or something to, you know, there's, there's some sort of little overture. They kind of just plugged in and like, you know, the fact that they pressed a mute button so they could tune, the, 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 the attitude on the stage was almost like, you know, we're muting our guitars while we tune. Like normally we don't do that. Like there was something that just a bit like, a bit like drab about that, which is, that's, that's their vibe. That's fine. But I don't know, just like compared to everyone else, they kind of really stuck out a bit. And beyond like the singles, the singles popped, but like the the rest of the tracks didn't hit me. So I loved hearing um, why and also the first track from the record. But yeah, so it's, I don't know. I don't think I maybe I'm not a maybe I'm not a chat pile guy. Perhaps it was too big a stage. Maybe it needed to be like the dirtiest little corner of a room. Um, yeah. Proper visceral. Maybe we're probably in the minority because they also sold out like two back-to-back -back days in London mm. as well. They have been smashing it recently. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan or anything, but they've certainly come up on my radar all over the place. Uh, I kind of uh, like you guys to play on the Thursday at about two o'clock-ish. I didn't really get to see much beforehand, so we should get ready, get all the car over behind backstage and whatnot, and the gear out and. And he rushed off stage and pretty much had to do the same thing, drive the car back and uh, go straight to the press tent. So I, I don't think it was until about like Russian circles that I got back out and actually watching stuff again and pretty much stuck around in the main stage, I think, most of it until Converge, right, until the end. Yeah, first time I've seen Converge do, uh, actually, to be fair, first Arc Tangent as well. So again, Russian circles, such a staple, I uh, had to catch them. And yeah, like what a great little festival. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I will also say Birds in Row were a absolute highlight of the whole festival. Um, and they they played a relatively small stage, fairly late, against Empire State Bastard as a clash, who were also another very hype band. But that band was that fantastic. Uh, playing live as well, they were they were great. Okay, what about uh, Friday? So that was the bit of a different one, because they had Highlung as the headliner. So all of a sudden... The site was kind of descended upon by people in interesting outfits. I was almost disappointed, right, that Wallowing didn't get to play that day. Because after the Wallowing set, I had loads of people talking about the Beekeeper Band. Is that, is that, how, is that how Wallowing wants to be, to be known? Like, I mean, we, we like to think of them as spacesuits. <laughs> uh, that, that's what they're meant to be. But it's like, again, it's taken from like um, the comics that Luke Irwin drew. Like, it all started off as like they were just like a beast mark. But then, lockdown happened and we were like right let's, let's actually go into this and like it is it's more just like a just yeah just like a boiler suit and a stack proof vest and you know it, it does have like a insect hood but it's not actually a bee suit but yeah people know us as the bee suit band and to some degree we kind of know that's always probably going to happen yeah with highlung there were quite a lot of people who came specifically for highlung it seemed which i think is great for the festivals in general um, and really interesting that they were all stood through sixth, uh, sorry, stood through swans even um, before that, which is just like, of all the bands to show off from our scene, we're going to go with swans. They're cool, but that's 
that, that that's a different thing. So yeah, what was called on Friday? Friday was a different day, wasn't it? Friday was was interesting with Swans and Highland being, you know, bringing something in kind of left of field. I and I really respect that. To be honest, I'm not particularly into Swans. It's not really my kind of thing. But um, Andy, the guitarist in Indin, is really into them, and he had a great time. He loved it. They were so loud. <laughs> For me, the highlight of Friday had to be the ocean. They're one of my favorite bands around at the moment. It was great to get to see them play twice with the silent disco set, completely unexpected of the last day. I'm a big fan of theirs. Other than that, I think really, so I watch you from afar. Uh, another one of these staple art tangent bands that um, whenever they're around, gotta go see them. And Trusty's Metal Hands has to be the other shout out for the Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That set was so funny. I, I got right at the front for that. Uh, so I could see them just like laughing at each other on the stage. It was shit fun, yeah. It's all our tangents are putting them on. No, that was definitely the most entertaining set for me. Like again, I was like right down the front. You could see the smiles on their faces. It was just, just silly, good fun, and great start to finish. Good boys as well. I think it's what's really cool about that project, just in general, is that they did a collab album. And normally, with a collaboration album, you like you write off ever seeing it live because just logistically impossible to get groups together like that but to have it's conjurer and uh pigeon pine pine, pine thank you to have conjurer and pine do a collab and then actually not just this was not a one-off they've done our tangent before um to, to, to play that record and it's an amazing amazing record as well um it's just just really cool and then and then their merch as well was i would never buy it because that in joke will probably age like milk but it was it was dedication. There are a lot of them knocking about as well. People loved that shirt. Yeah, you could see them all, all over the place for the rest of the festival, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I feel with them, and shout out to Joe as well from Pine, who's uh, no studios in Manchester, who recorded the Din album. They're, they're just a, a great bunch of guys, and you can tell that they're just around for a good time and to kind of spread this infectious kind of joyful feeling and it came off on stage like you said you could just tell that they're, they're there enjoying themselves and, and that's lovely to see that's absolutely joy from the studios did the wallowing album as well and yeah he just brings this wonderful energy to it and absolutely in it for love of music and you can really tell that i think the last band for the friday that i'd uh, particularly enjoyed seeing uh, was actually one of the first that i caught on friday it was uh, hidden mothers playing on px3 just it's it's really good to see so they're, they're a band fairly local to us it's really good to see another band that you've played around locally with on the circuit uh bringing it to a big stage and absolutely smashing it yeah that was a smashing set for sure um and i'd only been able to check out their material like a week before because like the homework for this festival was like at least for me like so much so much to listen to uh but yeah definitely a big discovery for me they mentioned that they're recording more material quite exciting and they're unsigned so i hope they get picked up yeah the hidden, Mo hidden mothers have been absolutely smashing it they're, they're really good last played quite a few shows with them and you know them quite well like they really smashed that set that's probably the best i've seen them and i'm, I'm definitely sure they're going to get on some label because they deserve it they're really gunning for it my friday basically was my most busy day music wise because thursday i was a little bit disappointed i didn't get to see some great bands like spellbard or each dude and I was like, right, gonna spend all bloody day listening to big riffs. So I've definitely caught uh, Bell Witch, which is my favourite set of the weekend. And I stood right in front of the subs, in front of the, the, the bassist, and I was just absolutely blown away. Uh, that was probably great. Again, Kersky's Melt Hands got a shout them up, so that was probably my most entertaining set as well. But I also saw Helpless, Hidden Mothers, like I mentioned, Witch Sorrow, they were good fun, put some action spire. Uh, unfortunately, didn't catch LL on them because I passed out, but I did catch a bit of a pet brick. Saw a bit of swans, wasn't particularly my thing, but my friend said definitely go see them. So I did. But I think another little standout one for me was I can't really, don't know how to say it, it's that like young jazzist. Then you guys catch that on the main stage? I had meant to. I think I caught food and sort of stood outside, but I, I, I class it kind of as seeing them maybe. Was really I, I was great. quite excited for them. They sounded lovely. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was like this almost weird jazz prog thing. The stage was just full of cool like instruments and clearly flawless 
front positions. It was absolutely on point. It was it was really really weird and really great. Like you can see why they were on our tangent. Yeah, otherwise like passed out of my tent as well. Missed a couple of things. Uh, didn't manage to catch a liturgy. I didn't catch six. Six were very cool. Um, that was a huge bucket list for me. Uh, liturgy were cool. They they have their record that came out this year is amazing. They're very drab live. I would agree. <laughs> they are very just like drab um especially with the vocals just being like it's that scream and then you know they're basically doing like polyrhythmic black metal uh so i feel like they weren't the best like the set wasn't the best advert for the band but i really want people to listen to their record this year because that that i think it's it just in terms of avant-garde metal out right now just being itself in a completely irreverent way it's it's their peak it's yeah it's, it's so exciting as an album um such engaging really long songs uh they keep driving and bringing in new fresh bits it's such a good album one of my top of the year so far for sure uh, but yeah i agree with you it was a it was an odd set didn't dislike it but it didn't do everything i kind of wanted it to do i however got on with swans i do like them did like them prior as well something clicked for me it was it was an experience. It, I'd say it was mesmerizing to me, honestly. Um, and seeing um, uh, Michael Gere just sort of like conducting all the musicians on the stage, he was waving his arms around his head to sort of like symbolize this pedal steel guitarist to um, or lap steel guitarist. Sorry, um, it's like go more wild, go more wild, or like bring it back. It was just really cool to see these huge long crescendos build up and up and sort of visually see what was happening as well as hearing it swans are an interesting one um i just caught them for what the one song uh because i had seen them many years ago sort of back mid 2010s when they kind of like had, they had that big hype wave that came with um to be kind um and at the time i i, I devoured that uh but their recent records have not connected with me at all and I, I did like the soundscapes, but there's just something about his voice that just feels really lecherous to me right now. I just, I kind of was standing in the tent, like I just felt uncomfortable and I just kind of went, okay, no. Uh, but when I saw them years ago, they did play a 45 minute song at the start of the set. So I, I've seen swans. <laughs> I'd say so. And I'm glad that there's some divisive bands on the bill as well. Um, I think it's, it, I think that is needed. Yes. For sure. We'll just yeah. talk about long songs in Bellwitch for a second as well. I don't think so, because they're playing their new album and they had like a 60 minute set. So it's 80 minutes long. It's they, they played less than one song. I, I, really, I really want to know how they break that down. Because again, like when it comes to like a long form, so like they played a 22 minute song. It's like, that's half the set. Like, but obviously, most of their albums, but like an hour and twenty, whatnot. It's like, like, how do you know when to chop, especially when it's such droney riffs? <laughs> also, yeah. that man is a, a phenomenal bassist. I had no idea that he, because I was right down in front of him, he was like playing low down and doing the harmonies with his other hands, like tapping. And I was like, I was blown away by that. That was phenomenal. Just to be like a two piece, like obviously I knew that a two piece, but. So you don't even realize when you listen on the studio recordings that like I, I i think it was until i watched live videos like oh there's no guitar it's a two-piece and it's all bass and he's doing a lead and a bass line with two different hands that was my that was my concern i was like i oh, know on record he, he could probably be doing that like as an overlay like but seeing him do it live is absolutely not me for six especially since i've been pummeled anyways you, I think the first note, because I was like a couple rows back from the front, you literally just see the entire front row just jump from the air hitting them and be like, oh shit, it's happening. Yeah, really great set. Did anyone catch Highlung? I know, Rory, you said you were asleep. but um, Unfortunately. I didn't get it, unfortunately. A lot of people around me were, were saying how awesome it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I needed on a Friday night. I had a similar experience to you, maybe. Um, it, it didn't, it was cool. I, I appreciated it, I liked it. I found the, the whole aesthetic quite cool. And I also found the music quite mesmerizing. Mm -hmm. But the main stage tent was very packed. 
and the only place that I could get to was somewhere that I couldn't really see very well from quite far back, kind of like hanging out the side of the tent. And it was also raining at the time. Uh, so I think I watched a couple of songs and then made my way over to go see Elle. And I did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of felt for me as though the two songs that I saw, I was like, okay, I think I get it. You know, it, that's that's their thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was a combination of more like a, a visual art and and some chants, I think. like. I wouldn't have considered it songs here and there. It, it was more just sort of like a, a performance, but just sort of broken up into little bits. Although, is that songs? Maybe that's songs? I caught one track, and it was, I think it was. It felt like a song. It was quite catchy, actually. I was like, oh, I could almost sing this at the end, you know, if I was remotely a good singer. What I experienced was I went in and didn't really get to see very much. I just sort of kind of try to stand on my tiptoes and see over the loads of people that come to see them on a rainy night let's appreciate that it rained while the viking band was on that's a vibe and then i went and i was just like too tired because I'd, I'd just seen death goals and I, I kind of acted unwise there so uh, i was yonked um but i went to the press tent and then looked at the photos that were, had been taken of highland i was like wow that band is so cool sadly and there's so many people you don't really get to see that so yeah, I think they'd probably be really good to see like in the round or something. Um, and I guess for what they're doing, they do deserve the main stage. But yeah, maybe maybe it didn't land for me quite as I'd hoped. I don't think anyone could have followed them. That's for yeah. sure. Like they, they had the slot that was the, the right place for sure. It's probably, yeah, it's got to be the most unique band that I think I've, I've ever had the pleasure of listening to. I think I didn't like I say, I think I slept through their set, but the only thing I did hear was the sound check at like eight in the morning, which was yeah. a bit of a way to wake up on it. From what I heard, it sounded really interesting. And like I said, the aesthetic does look quite cool. I would probably catch them if I get another chance to. Sweet. So I don't know about anyone else, but Saturday night was it was not easy to sleep because uh, it was rainy. Um, so I actually have a big gap at the start of my Saturday, um, but uh, I did start off by seeing. Well, I, it actually started with a clash for me between Cops and Barry, let's see, but I went to see Cops, um, who I think maybe some of you have played with Cops. Maybe not yet, um, but they're another Bristol-based band, so that was kind of a local local thing. Um, but anyway, um, so what was the highlight on Saturday? For myself, I had Callous Dowboys, really, as the uh, almost the took the cake for the entire festival. It was such a fun, lively performance. I didn't realize they would goof off so much. And to have such a silly sort of um, performance with ridiculously heavy music, it's such a such a great combo to me in particular. I saw you nodding there, Robin, as well. That's uh, a good pick, I seems. Unfortunately, I did not see the Dow Boys because I had to go oh, to right. the world's beautiful place at the same time because that band's been with me for a long time. Um, but Dow Boys, kind of think Dow Boys maybe should have had the larger tent because world's beautiful place. Maybe it's maybe they're. They kind of had their big era. I'm gonna be completely honest, um, but Dow Boys are really popping off. Um, and I, the only reason I could do that is because I know they're coming back to the UK in February. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm very excited for that, and I'll make sure to see them. It's with Tesseract, I think. But I heard great things about Dow Boys. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. Um, other takeaways from the day: Land Wars were a lot of fun. They're like a two-piece mathy band, just drums and guitars. Another really fun sort of performance. Uh, the guitarist was screaming every time he cocked something up. Um, and he's Italian as well, so it had some sort of like flamboyancy to it. But it was, yeah, just loads and loads of fun. I think that's that's what was my Saturday, really. There were just a lot of fun bands. Fall of Troy, it's great yelling all that stuff back at them. Uh, same with Standards. I think uh, my highlight for the Saturday was definitely Grubnap. I had stumbled across them in an article and just like really enjoyed their most recent release. And they were just a must for me to see on that day. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, otherwise, again, I was being a first timer at Mark Tangent, seeing like the kind of ones that you expect. Like I saw Rolo Tomasi, they were great. Never seen them before, so I thought I'd catch them. I mean, caught a bit of Eagle. I wasn't particularly thrilled by that. Like, again, flawless musicians, and they're all great. And they're both a fun performance, but it just wasn't my thing. Uh, saw a bit of Devin Townsend because again, I think my dad would probably be a bit pissed if I didn't see him because he's a bit of a fan of his. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, like just kind of floated around some of the little ones. I think I caught a bit of cops, buried at sea. Like just didn't really have too much 
plan for that day just wondering about i was also getting rum drunk that day so it was a bit <laughs> misty i'm really <laughs> I didn't catch drum nap actually i'd been aware of them a couple of weeks before but i had no idea they were playing and uh i'm crazy into the the drummer's um tattoos he's a is a tattoo artist um oh, they're, just some of, they're just some of the coolest designs i've seen recently and i clearly didn't do my homework because who who were they on at the same time as i could probably have gone to see them yeah i don't think i was seeing anything else at the time that's frustrating um, yeah no i don't want to rub it in but they're, they're uh, definitely my favorite band of that day i think nice yeah i think i had i had a funny um saturday uh we we woke up feeling quite sort of tired and, and had a bit of a patchy on off day during the first i split it up into two parts really so we we had like time in the festival uh, arena at the beginning we went back to have a, a rest for the rest of the day and came back again in the first part i think it was probably the band that i was looking forward to seeing the most was uh, vola on the main stage loved it they met all my expectations they were exactly what i thought they were going to be been getting really into them recently so i particularly enjoyed that enjoyed roller tomasi as well we took a bit of a break uh whilst the world is a beautiful place and death open were playing uh and came back to catch the latter half of the igor set um and i never heard of them before didn't really know what to expect sound i heard all these kind of like what is, what is this going on like wandered into the main tent and it was just kind of like oh yeah this is pretty weird i'm down you know like they it was it was a funny vibe for the festival and i think people really got behind it um i can totally appreciate that it's it's like nothing like i've ever listened to before and i, I probably wouldn't listen to it at home but it was exactly what i needed coming back from uh, the van after having just woken up to be like okay right let's get back into it uh that was that was a an unexpected discovery to be honest yeah igor uh, very cool i did i that was my food break i'd seen them earlier in the year somehow they were supporting the most drab sad post-metal band you could imagine amun ra that was a weird <laughs> bill um to see them and then like break core opera metal that igor do i think they're awesome and they also sounded brilliant uh did anybody else catch death heaven i did not but i heard that they had like some mic issues or just the they sound? had a lot of issues yeah I, i'm gutted i didn't see them but to be honest it sounds like i'd probably rather see them elsewhere if they were having that kind of issue yeah like mostly i would say most bands maybe you notice one or two mishaps a mic lead pop out you know no problem but like death heaven had some bad tech issues like from the start where they were putting up their like video on the screen it was like macbook uh do you want to full screen this and it was that was like oh are we, are we on that level here uh, and then just like the vocals kept cutting there had all sorts of issues and you know what they couldn't stop because they were doing sunbather in full and you know that's a really important record i think for the scene in general so the fact that they had they they couldn't just like say okay let's take five and you know fix fix all the problems like they can't do that and they were playing all of the interludes as well so um that was probably the saddest bit for me being down there and just being like love this band oh this is not going well uh the last two songs they pulled it back around though and it was also really cool to see them play those last two songs i think uh because they they don't land on their modern set lists and they're fantastic songs so yeah that was the one big disappointment um but i think everybody agreed with that like i think a lot of people were a bit annoyed but props to the band though they were very professional Mm -hmm. they did they just sort of went okay this tech issues we'll just keep going he didn't he didn't sing any lighter or he didn't stop singing he did, they all kept going so that that professionalism i i definitely salute it's always unfortunate when you have that kind of thing happening and uh like you say props to the band really for just kind of keeping on and going and and the uh, the tech teams behind it presumably trying to do their best to to get things sorted as as the show inevitably goes on, I mean, it's a it's an awkward one, isn't it, for a festival that has to run so so much on to the to the minute, really. It seemed like a very odd issue for them to have as well. Like I'm assuming we're all like relatively we know our way around the tech, but it just seemed like they could have handed him a fresh mic with a fresh cable, and it would have all been solved. But um, I don't know if there was some bigger signal chain going on, um, something like that. It was a uh, 
frustrating, but you could you could even hear him belting out without a mic at times. So that was really cool to actually hear. And what did people think of Devin Townsend? He was definitely a fun way to end the fest. Very his sort of upbeat, goofball personality, which I find very inspiring. And probably as I get older and older, I will lean more and more into that. Um, and he, there's a lot of material where I don't vibe with it, but he played also lots of good songs that I do vibe with. I caught a bit of it. I think I like went off towards the end of the set because I was hungry. Got myself a bunny chow or something. Uh, but yeah, I quite enjoyed it actually. Like uh, again, I like his good board energy. He's, he's a phenomenal musician. Does loads of work with cool people like Steve Vai and stuff. And I mean, we're quite enjoying strapping young lads as a kid. And uh, like he played some Ziltoid, which I think is probably one of my favourite things he's done. Yeah, right. Actually, let's let's respect that for a moment. Wallowing and Ziltoid. Uh, could we have a crossover at some point? Like <laughs> I would absolutely shit my pants if I had to work with different talent. <laughs> So I, I don't know how that would go. <laughs> also, because the wallowing vibe is very much like, like it's not. I wouldn't say you're goofy. Obviously, if you're going to do a record with Devin Townsend, like, you know, okay, sure, we'll be a bit goofy, but like, you're quite serious in terms of your sci-fi. But yeah, uh, Ziltoy is definitely like I've never made that connection until now. But like, maybe I won't listen to you the same way again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good way to end end the night. I think like everyone seems to be having a good time and vibing it. Like, even was like, this is the really weird stuff that you won't like. And people would sat through it and like, oh, he's still here. Brilliant. I think that's the thing. Um, so he's got he's got so much backcast off your, so much material. And he's such a musician's musician, if that makes any sense. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that he, of his that he does that I'm really into. And there's a bunch of stuff that he does that I'm not particularly into. And he's just got so much stuff going. He's got such a repertoire that he can pull out of the... The archives, if you will, um, that he could he could put on a set for any festival, I reckon, and probably pull it off. I particularly enjoyed seeing the strapping your life stuff coming up at the end. That was what I was really there for. But it's just a very insane set, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I wasn't there, but I love his charisma, uh, and I was able to hear my favourite song of his from my tent. So that was quite nice. Which track was that? Oh, um... he did play my literal favourite like rock song. I think I would say which is Deep Peace, so that, that felt good. I don't know how much you guys have seen of him on the internet, but he did the song for an EMG TV video. Can't remember what it's called. Just like, a, it was like a pickup test. Maybe it was... He was. Yeah, he must have just had EMGs in his, in his guitar, um, but it's still just like a, a, a fun performance, and it's sort of the... I, I struggled to get around the a cheesiness vibe to his music, but he's such a performer um if i had gone to see him i'm sure i would have had a, a great time um but hearing it from you know a few hundred yards away in a, in a tent was also really fun and nice to hear i just checked that track was kingdom which is a certified banger there we go that rings a bell <laughs> and it is kind of also a cheesy one yeah well. yeah there's, there's cheese it's just the funny thing about him i think like he he kind of he brings the cheese out and he's just like he owns it and he's just like yep this is super cheesy and i love it <laughs> It's it's not like really my thing, but I I enjoy how much he kind of runs with it, and he's just like, yep. I think uh, the thing I like about him is almost like a modern day Frank Zappa to me. Like he's just really prolific output of this wildly weird stuff that's a bit eccentric, and it's it's quite fun to like watch. And like yeah, even like I love Frank Zappa, but there's a lot of stuff that I do listen to. And I kind of get that vibe from him, so it's it's definitely worth a watch for me. Sweet. Okay, so let's talk about the future a little bit then. So some upcoming tour dates, which feature not just a Toja show, but also Dinner for Celestial Birds. We are in Manchester and Leeds. Yep, in Manchester on Saturday, 30th of September at 30th Oldham Street with the guys from Civil Service, local Manchester band, are putting on the night. Big props to them for uh, for organising everything and getting a great group of bands together to play. We're playing with them, Kusanagi, ourselves, and obviously Atoso. Mm -hmm. uh, and the next day, Sunday the 1st of October, we're putting on a gig in Leeds, local to us at the Fenton. It's going to be an early start, 6.30, I think we're opening uh, the doors. 
with civil service doing in a taster center. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. That sounds really sweet. And I was also checking Wallowing have got some upcoming dates. You have the Ithaca support slot. Yes, oh, wow. in November 25th at Cottle Park. I'm really looking forward to that because yeah, yeah. um, I, I love Ithaca. They're great people and I've been listening to them for that's, I think since their inception, our guitarist showed me their first EP, I think, and I was just like, this is great. And yeah, seeing them where they are now is incredible. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, I've really got to get down to that show. Um, you've also got, on the 2nd of November, you're playing Underworld with Sfigori. Yeah. Another slightly random one is you are at a uh, something called the Dark and Wild City. Where is that? Oh, Dark and Wild City. I think that might be, is it Northern? We're doing a show at a Northern Monk. Is that Leeds? Yeah. That one is a beer festival. Yeah, yeah, that is the Northern Monk show. So, because um, we put out a beer with a brewery recently. We're on tour with Still and uh, we've got a Bone Machine Brewery, I think it was. Um, and yeah, like, so I think Northern Monk got hold of us because uh, we did a beer launch over in Hull and it's absolutely wild and like i said it's really nice sour ipa we made for us and i think northern monk wanted to get hold of a ba uh, barrel from bone machine uh, and they wanted they do like a show every year i think like we're at their like brewery and having worked with bone machine i think they got in touch with us so that should be really good time if you have some more of our little sour ipa yeah, I'm looking forward to that one as well. But I think we've got like a few dates in September as well uh, coming up. The uh, 15th, 16th, 17th, we've got uh, Sonic Dissonance, a Pier Hat we're playing in Manchester as well on the 15th, um, and the Quarry in Liverpool as well on the 17th. Yeah, otherwise, pretty exciting times for those shows. And I'm looking forward to that to finish up the year. Yeah, and you've played quite a lot of dates too already this year. What you had a support with. Uh, label mates, um, Celestial Sanctuary, supporting Frozen Soul. That was wild. The Frozen Soul guys are, are super friendly, but they ripped a fat set and they're terrifying. <laughs> like every night popped off. It was like a car bomb of human bodies just flying and stage dive. It was really, really fun. And yeah, Celestial Sanctuary obviously smashed it every night. It was, we were quite surprised to see that because we don't, we don't have too many death riffs really like it's a lot dronier and sludgier compared to them but yeah it's really a pleasure to go out with them and like i say we had the tour with uh, still earlier in the year so album release back in may again fantastic guys great vibe if you ever get a chance to see them weekend with underdark again another great band been been busy and hopefully gonna keep busy sweet so in terms of releases I know that Din, you've just put out your record. It's, I mean, it's it's pretty fresh. How have you felt about the response to your album? It's been overwhelming, to be honest. Um, I don't think any of us expected to have as strong and as much response as we've had. Um, and it's been very validating because for the first thing that we've put out, really, that's not been something that's recorded in someone's uh, living room, like the EP, for example, was recorded in Andy's living room in the few days time so the first serious piece of work that we've put out really is it's been an, an affirmation that okay maybe we are doing something that you know people might actually want to listen to and yeah it's it's been very uh, very good and also wallowing's record uh, you've had that out for most of the year now has that response also been yeah that's been quite wild we're we're pretty blown away with how it's kind of been received and what people have been saying about it reading back some of the reviews it's just been really like just yeah humbling and uh we just can't believe that it's kind of getting as much praise as it is um yeah we're really really proud of it like i say it's probably uh like a christmas saying it's like probably my serious bit of music we spent a long time with joe in the studio and even went back for a few extra days because we weren't quite happy with it and yeah he was absolutely on board with all of our insanity i don't know how he himself didn't go insane but yeah it's just fantastic and i can't wait to do more yeah it's such a uh, as i said at this point i didn't get to review that one because that one is is really cool so i hope people you know keep spinning that um in the atojiso camp you are sort of like you're in a very different part of the sort of release cycle as well and you've just joined the band as well so there mm -hmm. might be a bit of a, a bit of a shake-up but can you can you can you leak us your entire plans for the next three years for the next three years three-year plan yeah. Um, 
there's definitely going to be new stuff. We've sort of entertained the thought of some good long writing sessions at the place we practice. Um, there are some demos knocking about so far. Mostly just trying to see how the, this four piece is going to work. You know, it, it's existed as a three piece for so long, and and I've come in trying to write an extra guitar for what I already considered like finished product. It's interesting to start fresh with like my guitar being an existing real part of it. Um, I feel like there's only only good things to come, especially with uh, the addition of vocals. Maybe not guest vocalists this time. It will pop off, I'm sure. Fantastic. So I wanted to do a bit of an interesting like final bit. We've, we've plugged what's coming up for you folks, but I wanted to see, can you plug any of your friends' bands or bands you think that should be at Arctangent next year? Obviously, you'd like to go maybe play every year and until you die. I certainly think that'd be cool. But there's a lot of bands like getting to Arctangent is sick, but if, you know, maybe if you didn't get it, it would it would wouldn't feel so good so who would you like to see and i'm going to start by saying um i can see that chris is wearing the 100 year old man shirt i think it's a crime that they have not played our tangent yet they have done portals and I've, I've seen them at another fest as well but they are hewing for the vibe get them a nice late slot so their light show pops off um you know not, not a headlining slot maybe because they're not you know they're not super well known externally but you give them that and they will really shine so like yeah any any other bands you think are really deserving or you know under the radar that you know should get on those arctangent stages that's exactly what i was going to say to the words right on the mill <laughs> yeah i think they would be amazing at arctangent i think my one got to be another bristol-based band so i'm shocked they haven't got on it before but torpor absolutely slay every set they ever play the nicest people and one of my favorite bands again another one that my guitarist showed me them years ago and i was like mm, more please yeah they they were absolutely level park tangent heavy heavy for myself um i wasn't able to join the uh the total so guys for a sort of weekender tour that they've just done over the last weekend um, but we did it with uh, these this Leicester band called Dusker, and they're they're a lot of fun, um, kind of noise rock. Um, I definitely think they would have a place at Arctangent for sure. Maybe maybe not if it goes down the the metally routes that it keeps going down, but um, it's a festival that accepts everything, and I, I definitely think they'd fit in there. Sweet. Okay, let's leave it there. Thank you all very much for joining me. Um, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks to everyone who's come to Arctangent to see us. Thanks to everyone who's put us on and going to put us on, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to is James is the guy that puts it all together, really, lineup wise, isn't he? Shout out James. Yeah. It's a, a ma massive task. Yep. And 2000 Trees as well. Yeah, as if organizing one wasn't enough work, just do another one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess a big thing that hasn't, yeah, I, I, a lot of people are saying, a lot of people are saying, where is the Mars Volta? Where is Mogwai? And I was, I actually said name drop those two in my review. Um, and I was just doing my background research, having written my article, you know, that's how it goes, listening to him interviewing. And he said that's, that's always been a, something they've been trying to do. Mogwai keeps saying they're basically not interested. And Mars Volta, well, they're back on the scene. So maybe, maybe they could do it. Oh, I'd absolutely go and see Mars Volta at Art <laughs> Yeah. Did you catch them this year? Because like, they did come through the UK. I've never seen them. I, th I think I was busy the day they came through. Totally good. And they were playing the old shit as well. No way. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It was so warm in that room. It was popping. So fingers crossed, maybe next year. I mean, it's, it is a bit of a shame that they weren't there this year, to be honest. Like, don't get me wrong, lineup was great. But no Mars Volta given that they had come through only a few months earlier, feels like it could have happened. And they've done quite a lot of other fests this year. So kind of like, why didn't this happen? But hey. You, ha you have the 10-year anniversary coming up, so I think they might pull something out of the back, whether it's Mars Volta or something else. I think it's going to be a, you know, it's a landmark year. Yeah, it's tough though, because they really have had kind of every band, you know, except for those two and maybe a couple of others, they probably have to go further afield. Like, that's why I think it was really interesting choice to have Heilung because that's a completely new audience to be honest um definitely like an objectively cool project but um it's definitely going to brought in new people so they kind of they've 
they need things like that but equally we don't want it to grow too much we want it to stay at the same site we want it to stay at a good size because it is a good size it's a great yeah. size. something yeah. that always stands out to me going to attention is just like uh, the, the kind of friendliness and community vibe is really strong there and i think all you know it has grown in the the 10 years that it's been around um and it's great that it's kept hold of that and i, I hope it continues to throughout its further growth I think what you were saying earlier it is just a huge mates fest, isn't it? And everyone really respects the space and the people putting it on. And yeah, like you said, even for a first time, I really felt that kind of sense of community. It's it's a really lovely size festival.